Welcome to the first episode of Serial Killers and Seltzer. I have my co-host here, Kennedy. Can you say hello? Oh. Say hello. Oh, Daddy. Say, I hope you like my mommy's episode. Oh, funny. Yeah. What does mommy like to drink? Vodka. Vodka. Yeah, and hard seltzers. Hey, everybody. The moment that nobody's been waiting for. Moment of truth. Mommy, 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 moment of truth. Just kidding. Sorry, I'm not going to sing anymore. Um, hi, everybody. Um, welcome to Serial Killers and Seltzer. I am your host, Kaylee. I have no guests today because just one man show um if you guys listen to am i just crazy you're probably not listening to this one because i was just talking to myself for hours in the closet and let me tell you nothing has changed still in the closet literally in a closet not not yeah anyway but um so yeah, this is Serial Killers and Seltzer. Um, this is my first episode, and we're in 2021 already, midges. Hopefully this records, and hopefully it doesn't sound like garbage. Actually, let me um, let me check. Let me just let me just pause you for a second, my friends. And we're back. It kind of sounds like trash, but like I said, I am in a closet, a.k.a. the pod lab, I guess. Um, so, first of all, let me start by telling you that I am drinking a Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, and I know that Bud Light was a little late to the game in the seltzer, whatever, genre of alcohol. But, Bud Light seltzer has to be my fucking favorite. Um, this lemonade is pretty close to the Truly lemonades. It's a little bit sweeter, which I personally like. But, I don't usually like peach, and I just took a sip of the peach lemonade for the first time and it's really good so just letting you know maybe one day i'll be uh, sponsored by bud light seltzers or any kind of seltzer or maybe even total wine hey total wine somebody call them anyway so um hopefully all this records and oh shit okay hopefully all this records and hopefully it doesn't sound like garbage um, but anyway, so I'm recording in the closet on, uh, a sound system that I got for my birthday, so last September. Thanks, Chris, I love you. Um, he also got me this laptop, so that's what I'm recording on. Hopefully it does the trick, so far so good. But anyway, so I finally finished my notes for this episode, and I'm very excited. 
to talk to you guys about, hold on. So, okay, this person is um, one of the five infamous killers that uh, make up my logo. So I made this logo myself, um, blah, 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 whatever, did it myself. Um, I plan on making shirts, I have stickers, and I have uh, some pop sockets that I already have made. If anybody wants one, hit me up. Anyway, I also have, um, I'm trying to work on a new logo and like podcast thumbnail, whatever, whatever. Anyway, but this person is one of the five on my logo. And when I asked you guys to guess all five, only two people were able to guess all five. They got all of them except for this man. And today we are going to talk about Ed Gein, aka the Butcher of Plainfield. Okay, so I got a lot of my information from um, the Google. I'll, uh, I'll add my resources in my uh, show notes, I guess they're called. Oh my god, I'm a podcaster. So crazy. Anyway, <laughs> not for long if I keep doing this, huh? Someone be my co-host. Someone be my guest. Anyway. Anyway. So, Ed Gein. A lot of my notes were from, like I said, the Google and also um, this podcast called The Last Podcast on the Left. Listen, if you don't like me and you really want to listen to a true crime podcast, go fucking listen to them. They are hilarious. It's three guys and... They are fucking so funny. It's so funny. Oh my god, so funny. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, so I, uh, was actually listening to all the Ed Gein episodes while I was, um, at the gym, and I actually had to turn it off because I was, like, legit LOLing and people were staring at me, and I work out at Planet Fitness, so that can get you, uh, kicked out. No, I'm just kidding. Probably. Probably. I don't know. Anyway, so I had to turn it off because it was so funny. But anyway, so some of my notes are from that podcast. I'm going to stop touching my face because I keep covering my mouth and I don't know if the microphone's going to pick it up. So anyway, five minutes in, this is my intro. Ooh, so far so good. Okay. So... Ed Gein is technically not even considered a serial killer, so maybe that's why some people were confused. Um, but he's not considered a serial killer because he um, technically was only tried and charged for two murders out of the about 11 victims that he actually had. And we'll talk more about that later. But I did not know this because I 
do not particularly enjoy horror films, but um, Ed Gein was the inspiration uh, for Psycho, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I did know that, uh, Silence of the Lambs, um, Deranged, and Child of God, and I guess he's, like, loosely, it's, they're loosely based off of him, or inspired by, like, his body-snatching murder tendencies, and his love for his mother, so if you've seen all or some of those movies, hopefully you can kind of parallel and make comparisons, but Ed Gein is a, uh, He's a mixture of uh, Buffalo Bill, Norman Bates, and Leatherface. All rolled into one. So, here we fucking go, guys. Okay, so Edward Theodore Gein, born August 27th, 1906, in La Crosse County, Wisconsin, to George and Augusta Gein. Um... So, it was very apparent throughout my research that his parents were unhappily married for about 40 years and that his dad was a violent alcoholic who struggled to hold down a job. He sounds like a real winner to me. His mother, Augusta, was described as harsh and domineering. Um, she saw her husband as useless. Was she wrong, though? Um, she was a strict Lutheran and despised drinking, sexual deviance, uh, i.e. masturbation, and also believed that all women, excluding herself, of course, were whores sent by the devil to tempt men. Also, was she wrong, though? Um, women are the devil, Bobby Boucher. I think Vicky Valancourt is also the devil. Um... <laughs> Uh, and of course, she didn't believe in divorce, so obviously that's why, um, Augusta and George stayed married throughout, uh, the rest of their lives. Um, alright, sorry, I have a bunch of notes, so, I have some on my laptop and some in my hands, so, let's, um, move on. So... Um, the Gein family, a.k.a. Augusta, Mama Gein, owned and ran um, a grocery store in town, in the town of La Crosse. Um, obviously, she ran that by herself because uh, Big Daddy uh, Gein, George Gein, uh, was a useless drunk, you know. Um, in 1915, a few years after the... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I told you my notes are mixed up. Anyway, this is going well so far. I'm proud of myself. Are you proud of me? Yay! Anyway, okay, let me take the paperclip off of this so that I can start flipping through my bullshit. Anyway, so, um, George and Augusta, their, for their first child, um, I'm not exactly sure when he was born, but I know that he was... A few years older than Ed. Um, but Henry is Ed's older brother. 
Henry is Ed's older brother, and in 1915, a few years after the boys were born, Augusta decided that um, the Geens were going to be farmers. So uh, Mama Gein sold the grocery store and moved the family to a farm on the outskirts of Plainfield, Wisconsin, in an effort to shield her children from the evils of the world, a.k.a. women. The harlots and the whores of the world. All us women. Harlots and whores. Love you, whores. <laughs> uh, little Eddie and his older brother Henry were only allowed to leave the farm to go to school. Other than that, their lives were uh, basically lived only on the farm and with their family or mama. Um, so they basically went to school and then came home and did chores. Um, like I said, uh, Augusta was a devout Lutheran. Um, she believed that the world is immoral, was immoral, I guess she's dead now. <laughs> she believed that the world was immoral, uh, drinking is evil, all women, excluding herself, are prostitutes, instruments, and instruments of the devil, like I said. Whores and harlots. Hashtag whores and harlots. <laughs> uh, she told the boys that she was the only woman that they could trust. Um... Uh, every afternoon, uh, Augusta read the Bible to the boys, uh, mostly the hardcore graphic passages from the Old Testament. Um, growing up, Eddie was very feminine, so he was bullied a lot. He also had a growth, um, like on his eye, like a mole. Or a skin tag. And he also had a growth on his tongue. So he had. He spoke weird. So he got bullied a lot in school. Because kids are the fucking worst. Also. Ed was a bit of an oddball. So. It's bound to happen I guess. Um, though he was bullied at school. Ed was a ex an excellent reader. So that's a little fun fact for you. Uh, he was also kind of strange, obviously. That's what I said. A bit of an oddball. Uh, he would often laugh out loud uncontrollably at himself for seemingly no reason. So I guess the voices in his head were freaking hilarious. <sighs> well, that was my cat. I can't edit shit out, so I don't know how. I'm sure Anchor, the app that I'm using, has options to edit them out. I just don't know how to do it because I just don't know, okay? Insert commercial for Anchor. Okay, anyway, I got my marker out, so I can bullshit by myself, and also remember where I'm at. Ah, yes. Voices in his head were hilarious. Anyway, so his mom, uh, or their mom, I guess, Henry and Eddie's mom, Augusta, Augie for short, uh, would ruin any chance of friendship 
that the boys had uh, by bad-mouthing their families and just making them seem like terrible, horrible people that no one ever wanted to be around. Um, she also let them know that, uh, they were destined to be failures, just like their alcoholic father. So that's fun. That's a fun childhood. That's fun. The pillars of a great human being. It's great. Um, oh yes. Augusta also told the boys that to remain loyal to her. Oh, sorry. To remain loyal to her, they needed to remain virgins because sex was sinful and would lead to eternal damnation. So, he had a lazy eye, a droopy eye, a lisp, and he was a fucking nerd. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, Ed Keen's ghost. Don't haunt me. He's got better things to do got things to do people to wear all right good old daddy Gein died in 1940 of a of heart failure caused by alcoholism so he basically drank himself to death alcohol is the devil bobby boucher also vicky valcourt anyway <laughs> after their father fodder oh my god after their father died, Ed, uh, he was 34 at the time, and Henry, like I said, a little bit older. I don't know how much older. I probably could have looked, but here we are in the closet, so this is how it's going. Um, so after their father died, they started taking up odd jobs in the neighborhood. Um, Ed worked as a handyman, a farmhand, and even a babysitter. Um, Ed was actually considered shy and strange, but reliable and hardworking in the community. The pillar of the community. Honestly, like, can you imagine knowing, now knowing that you were babysat by Ed Gein? If anybody knows anybody that was babysat by fucking Ed Gein, uh, call me. Okay, I would like to speak to you. Um, also, like... Uh, how do your parents come back from that? Like, how do you ever listen to your parents ever again? You're like, no, Sally, you can't go to Karen's house tonight because her parents aren't home. You're like, um, ma, when I was five, you let Ed Gein fucking babysit me. Could have been a rug if I was 40 years older and 200 pounds heavier. <laughs> anyway, um... Well, my laptop might die. This is going to be great. Okay. So, so saying that Ed was a mama's boy is uh, the biggest understatement of the century. Um, Ed actually said that his mother was, uh, quote unquote, uh, the love of his life. Blech. Insert puke emoji. Can I do that on a podcast? Just did. Ugh. The love of his life. Noise. Anyway, um, she was a very handsome woman. <laughs> uh, Henry, on the other hand, was, uh, starting to feel uncomfortable with how close Ed was to their mother, and he had, 
or he made sure to uh, vocalize that, and uh, he let Ed and uh, Augusta know that uh, he did not agree with what she was saying about the Bible or the world, really, and he was very uncomfortable with how close Ed was to her. Um, this actually may have gotten him killed. <laughs> um, so only four years after, uh, Big Daddy Papa Gein died, so 1944 now, Ed and Henry were fighting, I keep touching my fucking face, sorry. It's like, ah, okay. Ed and Henry were fighting a brush fire on their land, and the men, because they're not boys anymore, the men were separated. Uh, Ed was unable to find Henry, so he ran into town to get the authorities, aka police officers and firefighters, I guess, uh, to help put out the fire and find his brother. Um, so, strange enough, uh, when Ed brought the authorities to the site of the fire, he miraculously led them right to Henry's body, which is weird, because, uh, before, he couldn't find him. Um, so, when they got to Henry's body, uh, he was laying in the field, uh, a patch of the field that was untouched by fire. Uh, he also had bruising around his face and neck. Because fires can do that. Sounds like your standard death by fire and smoke inhalation to me. There could no, be no other cause. Anyway, so uh, police thought that n there was no way that a little feeble feminine uh, girly Ed could uh, do such a thing. So Henry's death was ruled an accident. So like I said... He, uh, technically only killed two people, and, uh, well, not technically, but he was only tried for killing two people, and Henry was not one of them, I guess, but I think he might have done it. All right. Anyway. So, Ed was now the man of the house, one man of the house, and had old mama dearest all to himself at this point um augie had suffered several strokes and was in pretty poor health which is funny because uh usually evil people live forever um so unfortunately uh him being the man of the house and being alone with his mom did not last very long very short-lived um, Augusta died 29 December 1945, so a little over a year after, um, Henry, air quotes, died, murdered, um, so she, uh, suffered her last stroke on the 29th of December 1945, and, uh, would you like to hear the fucking story? I'm gonna tell you anyway. So, hold on, let me check my battery power, friends. One hour, 21 minutes. Oh, that's plenty of time to be with you guys. We're 22 minutes in, friends. Probably a little bit longer because I have shit to add to the beginning. 
Kennedy did an intro for me. Anyway, so uh, this is actually how the uh, bitter old bat died. So uh, her and Ed traveled to a neighbor's house to buy some grain because she didn't trust Ed and his uh, flawless negotiation skills. So she went with him. Uh, They got to the neighbor's house and they saw that the neighbor was beating a dog in the front yard and behind him a woman screaming and pleading for the dog's life. Um, Alrighty. But Augusta did not give two shits about this poor dog. No, of course not. Um, She begins screaming, cursing at this farmer for shacking up with this harlot and being unmarried to her. So she's a a judgy bitch, I guess. And uh, with that, uh, this angry, vindictive behemoth of a woman suffered her final stroke. And then Eddie was all by himself. Um, as written by author Harold Sheshester, Ed had lost his only friend and one true love, and he was absolutely alone in the world. Rut roll, Raggy. And thus a killer was born. Well, a grave robber, at least at this point. We'll talk about it. Um, after his mother's death, Ed uh, boarded up her bedroom and uh, all of her sitting areas, the areas that she spent the most time in, in the house, um, and basically built a shrine for his mother and never stepped foot in uh, her part of the house ever again. And... Uh, so now, Ed, 39 years old and alone for the first time in his life, he began his descent into bad, his descent into madness. Um, um, okay, let me try that one more time. Um. Ed, 39 years old and alone for the first time in his life, he began his descent into madness. He turned his mother's once immaculate home into a museum of death. Okay, 18 months after his mother's death, uh, Gein visits his mother's grave. While, sorry, while visiting his mother's grave, um... He noticed that, you know, there's a lot of other people being buried every day. Dead people everywhere. He sees dead people. Um, so his uh, visits to his mother uh, developed into nocturnal trips to Plainfield Cemetery and other nearby uh, burial grounds with a shovel and a pry bar. Okay, so, hold on one second, okay, 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 so I only found this in one source, um, so not sure how accurate it is exactly, 
but it says he dug up his mom's body to cut off her head and turn it into a shrunken head for a keepsake. I honestly am not sure if that's actually true because I don't think Ed would do that. I don't think he would desecrate his like mother's grave or desecrate his mother's body like that. I mean, she was his one true love. So, not sure if that's actually true. But anyway, so, uh, Gein would scout recent, uh, local obituaries and, uh, obituaries of women that reminded him of his mother. So, like, the age, the weight, and usually the looks as well. Um, it's kind of yucky, but a lot of these women he actually knew. It was a very small town, Plainfield. Uh, I believe, like, 700 people. So, if one uh, Betty Jane dies, I'm pretty sure he knew her. So uh, he would return to the cemetery to rob their freshly buried graves. Yuck. Um, so Ed would pry open the casket and only take the body parts that he needed to complete his lady suit. And uh, then he would close it up and bury it back up close that bitch back up throw some dirt on it rub some dirt on it um so little side note so when confessing to the grave robbing ed described it as being in a daze like state and some trips he uh snapped out of the daze and had a moment of clarity and would put all the parts back and go home uh, other times he would make it all the way home and continue on his quest to win the OG Drag Race. Sorry, RuPaul. <laughs> he wanted to be a lady. Um, body snatcher by night, but seemingly normalish during the day. Ed began uh, frequenting the local tavern. Um. So he was trying to be one of the boys. He was trying to make friends. His mom wasn't there to fucking flick him in the dick and tell him not to be friends with anybody or talk to girls anymore. So he was having a beer with the boys. Um, a shy Ed Gein became infatuated with the owner of Mary's Tavern, Mary Hogan. Mary Hogan, uh, 54. She was 54. Um, who somewhat resembled Ed's mother. Uh, she was a bigger lady, basically. Same-ish age and, uh, thick-boned, big-boned. Uh, Ed's mother was a very brash woman. Wait. Nope. Yep, she was, but so was Mary Hogan. Sorry. Resembled Ed's mother. Um, so she was a very brash woman and was nicknamed... Bloody Mary for being crude and a degenerate. Freaking degens. Anyway, um, you can only record up to 30 minutes? What the fuck? Hold on. One second, my friends. Hi, yes, hi, hello. I'm back. 
So I guess it must be different recording on my laptop versus my cellular device because pretty sure when I recorded my Am I Just Crazy, I was able to record for hours. But this is only max 30 minutes and then I have to start a new clip. Anyway, so we're going to try and fucking rush through this. Anyway, but anyway, she was a degenerate, a degen. Um, poor Mary Hogan. She's just a beefy lady trying to own a tavern. Leave her alone. Um, in December of 1954, she vanished from her establishment and police found blood on the tavern floor in an empty bullet casing. Um, so, like I said, Ed was considered... Uh, so meek and such an oddball that he practically confessed to kidnapping, kidnapping, kidnapping Hogan, but was not taken seriously. So after her disappearance, Ed was working an odd job with a local man, Elmo Uick. That's a neat name. And uh, when Elmo brought up Mary's disappearance, Ed said, and I quote, she's not missing. She's up at the house right now. I picked her up in my truck last night. <laughs> LOL, LOL, LOL. I imagine that's how his laugh was. But yeah, so he basically confessed to snatching her up, and uh, nobody believed him because he was just a freaking weirdo that always laughed to himself like a nerd. Um, he was a murderer. Murderer. Anyway. Later, he confessed to police that he had been uh, drinking at the bar with Mary until closing. Um, He left to go to his truck while she cleaned up. He came back in and put a pistol to her head, shot her, uh, dragged her out to his pickup truck, and brought her home to defile her body, a.k.a. decapitate her and... Possibly make a mask out of her face skin. Anyway, so this murder uh, somehow satisfied him for three years. Um, Ed's final victim was in November, November 1957. Um, so November 15th, 1957, Ed Gein stopped by uh, the Warden's Hardware Store in Plainfield and inquired about uh, the cost of a jar of antifreeze from uh, Bernice Warden and her son, Frank Warden. Um, Bernice, age 58, ran the hardware store on her own since her husband's death in 1931. Um, It seemed that uh, Ed really liked entrepreneurs, beefy uh, businesswomen, just like his mother. Anyway, um, so she ran the store by herself now that her husband was dead. Um, it just so happened that her son was actually helping her the day that Gein came in. Um, her son was helping her and, uh, prepping for the hunting season, which was the next day. Um, so Bernice's son was also a local sheriff's deputy, so Frank Warden. 
Uh, Frank grew suspicious when on the 16th of November, his mother failed to open the store. Uh, so Frank and the sheriff, uh, Sheriff Schley, S C H L E Y. Someone tell me Schley. I could have looked it up, but I did not. Anyway, uh, decided to investigate and found in the store a twenty-two caliber rifle out of the rack and blood on the floor. Frank remembered uh, the strange encounter between him, his mother, and Ed Gein inquiring about a jar of antifreeze. So, um, they investigated a little further, and a receipt was found, and wouldn't you know it, Bernice's last sale of the day was $1 for a mason jar of antifreeze to motherfucking Edward Theodore Gein. Of course. $1? It's crazy. I don't know how much antifreeze is. I wonder what he used it for. Anyway, $1? $1 hair. Uh, that evening, Frank Warden and the sheriff... Uh, drove out to Gein's house, only to find that he wasn't home. <sighs> Pause for dramatic effect. Uh, it was the start of deer hunting season, so uh, Bernice had to wait another day because Sheriff Schley and uh, Sonny Boy needed to hunt some shit. Needed some shoot some deer and shit. Um, but the following day, the two returned to Gein's house, this time to find that Bernice had been strung up by her ankles and field dressed like a deer. Um, in the uh, last podcast on the left, they liked to uh, get a little bit gruesome, and they uh, explained how she was strung up, and... Um, but yucky. So she was strung up by her ankles. Oh, so gross. But the uh, the meat hook was going um yuck right through her uh, ankles, her uh, ankle bones, ankle shin bones, ankle yeah, Achilles heels. Sure, that's enough. Yuck. Anywho, um. So, shortly after they finished throwing up, uh, Keen was found and arrested. Um, so immediately, he swore that, uh, someone was trying to frame him. Um, I don't know who would put a dead lady hanging from the rafters in your house. It's a little extreme. Um, a bit of an oddball. That was until he was, uh, enticed by food. Uh, supposedly he had, uh, been eating only pork and beans, um, for basically the last decade, probably out of a skull bowl. Um, so he, uh, literally spilled the beans for a slice of pie. Um, Ed Gein confessed to robbing graves, murdering Mary Hogan, and Bernice Warden, obviously. And also, okay, oddball, here we go. Hashtag oddball. 
Hashtag Edgeen the Oddball. Um, also confessed to dancing around in the moonlight whilst wearing his lady suit. The small community of Plainfield, like I said, only 700 people were uh, shocked and appalled by what was found. Um, Most didn't even believe it until they uh, started digging up the graves of their loved ones and uh, found that some of their pieces were missing. Uh, So then they got the uh, nice little treat of having to search through Ed Gein's horror house and try and find their uh, family members' body parts. Anyway, so uh, on November 22nd, 1957, so uh, pretty gosh darn quick from the uh, 16th to now the 22nd of November, pretty quick, uh, Ed Gein appeared before a judge, uh, although he would not be charged with murder until his uh, sanity was assessed. A psychologist and psychiatrist uh, interviewed Gein and uh, they assessed him as a sexual psychopath. No way. And a schizophrenic. Um, in January 1958, Gein was found uh, legally insane and committed to Wisconsin Central State Hospital for the criminally insane. Um, this was in Wapun. Sure, sounds about right. Wapun, Wisconsin. Um, apart from Apart from, oh my fucking god! Apart from once, he, oh my god! Apart from once when he visited Milwaukee during World War II to be assessed for uh, the military draft and failed due to his lazy eye and being a fucking weirdo. Um. Wapun was uh, the furthest Ed had ever been from home. Um, Ed would be housed in this asylum for 10 years until he was finally deemed fit to stand trial. In 1968, uh, he was declared fit to stand trial for murdering Bernice Warden, but also, but after the trial ended, um, with him being found guilty, he was, uh, immediately declared not guilty by reason of insanity. So, uh, Gein never served a day in prison, but would eventually die, uh, July 26th, uh, 1984 in, uh, oh, in the geriatric ward of Mendota Mental Institution in Madison, Wisconsin, at age 78, died of dementia, cancer, and uh, respiratory failure. Um, he was a sickly oddball. He lived a long-ass fucking time. Longer than Augie. Okay, so he was laid to rest between his brother and his mother at the Plainfield Cemetery. Wouldn't it be a fucking... Punching the dick if he just got laid on the other side of his brother, not by his mom. So it went, Mommy, Henry, Eddie. Wouldn't that just be a punch in the dick? 
But anyway, so he's laid to rest next to the love of his life, Augusta Dean. Um, so his headstone had to be removed due to vandalism and people were stealing it. So now it is in a museum in, fuck you, Wisconsin, Washara? Sure, Washara County, Wisconsin. Washara. Um, the Gein house burned down right after all the items were uh, supposed to be auctioned off. And until the day Ed died, he thought his mother was a saint and too good for this world. Oh. Gusta, just misunderstood. Okay, you fuckers ready for, uh... The list of all the shit that was found at uh, Ed's House of Horrors? No? Perfect. Here we fucking go. Okay. First, it's really not in an order of, like, nicest to worstest. It's just kind of sporadic. So here we fucking go. Um, whole human bones and fragments. Not so bad. Um, waste baskets made of uh, human skin. Little bad, little worse. Human skin covered, uh, oh, human skin covered several chair seats. Ooh, sit on my face. Took that to the next level. Uh, skulls on his head post. That's a little, uh, badass. Little metal. If, uh, obviously, if they weren't real, obviously, that would be pretty neat. Anyway, female skulls, some with tops sawn off probably the bowls that he ate his uh, pork and beans out of Ugh. uh a corset a corset 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 made from a female torso skin from shoulder to waist yuck i looked at pictures of some of this shit i'm pretty sure this this corset had titties Full, full, uh, full knockers. Yucky. Anyway, uh, leggings made from human leg skin. Ugh. They're buttery soft. Mm. Yummy. Um, masks made of real female faces. You know what's really gross? Okay, so, um, on last podcast on the left, they, uh, read a transcript from, the. Ed Gein's a confession, and they ask him if he wore the faces that he made, the skin mask that he made, and he says, oh, yes, he did. And uh, he also uh, is asked if he wore them for a long period of time, and he said, oh, no, I had other things to do. What? Like, what? What did you have to do, Eddie? I don't... What else did you have to do besides wearing a lady face mask? What else? Oh, anyway. Um, female face, yep. Uh, Mary Hogan's head in a paper bag. Um, some places I saw that he actually made a, a skin face mask out of, uh, Mary Hogan, but also I saw more places that, um, her head was just in a 
like plastic, or not plastic, they didn't have plastic back then, or like a paper bag. So we'll go with paper bag. Um, Bernice Warden's entire head was in a burlap sack. He uh, didn't get a chance to do anything with that yet. She was only, uh, she was a fresh kill. Uh, Bernice's heart in a plastic bag near the stove. So I believe this is the reason that people thought that he was a cannibal. So like Hannibal, cannibal, whatever, Hannibal Lecter. They thought that he was a cannibal because her heart was in a plastic bag near the stove, not on the stove, not cooking in the stove, just near the stove. Um, he was not a cannibal. Um, okay. Um, nine vulvas in a shoebox. Where else would you put them? Um, a belt made of nipples. Women's nipples. So... A lot of you guys guessed Ed Gein after I told you nipple belt. So here you are. You're welcome. Nipple belt. Um, what an accessory. Four noses. What do you do with them? Are they earrings? I don't know. Um, a pair of lips on a windshield shade drawstring. Yuck. Um, a lampshade made from face skin. Um, female fingernails. That might be the worst one. Anyway, so, um, I might post some of these pictures. I need to figure out how you do a, uh, like a censored post so that, you know, the children of the Instagram don't see, uh, murder. Or, uh, you know, dead lady skin everywhere. So, I'll figure that out and, uh... I'll uh, throw that at your uh, saggy, lazy eyeballs, Ed Gein. Anyway, so uh, Ed Gein is uh, not, as I said, not technically considered to be an American serial killer. Or not considered to be a serial killer. He's American, Wisconsin. Um, for he was only, or he, oh my fucking God, uh, people, help me. For he has only been found guilty of two murders, not including Henry. Um, he was more infamously, more, Jesus, I guess infamously, infamously known for his grotesque real-life perversions, including body snatching, skinning, and wearing his victims. Um, so, well, the weird thing is, uh, he says he, he never he never did anything sexual with these any of these body parts, which is kind of hard to believe, but I think it makes it even more scary. Like he's not doing it because he I I don't know. I like he wore these women, but he didn't like do anything yucky to their heads like fucking Ed Kemper did to his mommy. But um yeah, so that's kind of weird. But, uh, so he died a virgin. Virgin? Virgin? He died a fucking nerd. 78-year-old virgin. Virgin! Jesus Christ. I need to go to bed, people. Anyway. Uh, so, Augusta always wanted a daughter. And, uh, I guess, uh, I guess in uh, books about Ed Gein, 
Uh, in his life, uh, psychologists have uh, theorized he doubted his masculinity from childhood. Uh, he had been indoctrinated into believing males were weak and thought about becoming a powerful woman like his mother because he didn't want to be a powerful, an unpowerful, unpow uh, weak, that's it, a weak man like his father. Um, and so he did. Eddie became the daughter that his mother always wanted by creating a suit out of middle-aged women who reminded him of his mommy. Ed Gein, OG drag queen. Yeah, that's it. We fucking did it, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we did this. But hopefully I'll, uh, hopefully I'll do better next time. And if anybody wants to be on my next episode or has any tips or tricks on, uh, making me not sound like a piece of trash, just, yeah, hit me up, beaches. So you can add uh, me on the Instagram at uh, serialkillers underscore seltzer, because you can't do an and sign or a plus sign in your fucking, your name on the Instagram. Or you can always add me at fit underscore mommycorn. So, yeah, guys, that's fucking it. Go uh, enjoy yourself a uh, hard seltzer and, uh, yeah, tell Bud Light seltzer to, you know, yeah, what's the word? It's almost 10 o'clock. I'm tired. Sponsor me. That's it. Hello, hello, hello. You're an idiot. I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. Okay, bye.